No, the question is like, what do, what would David Stern do here? I mean, would he just exile all these players, like send them send them to Russia, send them to Europe? Like, the, imagine David Stern having to deal with the modern NBA. It, it, the law and order. Oh my God! You said exile, dictator. You said exile. I'm thinking of another another word that starts with E and X, and it's not exile. Absolutely. I think that's where David Stern would go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Zing Zangs, Blaze and Bloody Mary mix. If you haven't already. Go get the Blazing Bloody Mary mix for the holidays. It's coming up this weekend. Go to your local store, grab some Blazing Bloody Mary mix from Zing Zang. And then if you need some stocking stuffers, head on over to Celebrity Mint at CelebrityMint.com. Go check out all their Ric Flair, Mike Tyson, all these awesome graded collectibles that you can just stock it. Put them in the stockings. I know you need a last minute gift to throw in the stockings. Go to CelebrityMint.com. Check out the links in the description below. I am joined today by the What We Learned, Houston Rockets edition. King, Josh Garcia, how we doing, bud? I'm great, man. I think I'm mentally peaking after what John Morant did last night. Uh, great for the league. I think it's great for my agenda that I'm still trying to push. Um, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. I know you don't like it, but uh, it, it's what's going to happen. Well, they they, they cut uh, Kenneth Lofton, so I, I think they are they yeah. might be done. They lost the big boy factor, so maybe yeah, – maybe, Yep, yep. You need a they need uh, they got some bad karma coming their way. You can't cut that guy. You can't cut him. You yep. need him. Yep. Hey, Louisiana Tech legend. He just looked so incredible on the court every time. I, I saw him. I was like, I, I want him. I want him on my team. Yep. It's like Big Baby Davis. Yep. You, you just want that kind of guy on your team, you know? Exactly. Every team needs a big boy. <laughs> but before we get into the, the John Morant return, we have some uh, off-the-court drama to address. Anthony Edwards, care to address that in a better manner? Send a video. Send, Send a video. Send a video. Uh, <laughs> Send a video. If you haven't already, basically just go onto your Twitter feed, type in Anthony Edwards, um, and you'll see all the text message screenshots with uh, alleged baby mama. Uh, yeah, no, not great. Bad. Not great. Bad vibe. Uh, one of, one of yeah. the direct quotes from that text was, uh, get an abortion, LOL. Yeah, this is, this is not a good look. He, he's already kind of been, uh, socially not really inept. He's kind of done some bad. He's, he's called someone a slur on Instagram. Like we mentioned off air. He, uh, did, he turns out and do, does this. I mean, this is, this is bad. This is a bad look. And, I love spreading the Anthony Edwards on the court propaganda, but it's getting really, really hard to defend him off the court. Yeah, it's it's becoming a problem. And if you're Adam Silver, you're uh, shaking in your boots because the league is still run by LeBron James. No matter what anyone says, no matter what anybody does, LeBron James, as long as he's in the league, he is this generation's Michael Jordan. He is the face of the league. So post LeBron James, Adam Silver's looking at John Moran. He's like, we got a guy. Small market kind of like LeBron was in Cleveland that everyone loved. And then all the off, off the court, IG lives, all the guns, all that kind of stuff. Not great. So Adam Silver is like, all right, next man up mentality. You know, let's go to Anthony Edwards, exactly. uh, another small town market, likable guy, incredible at basketball, does it all plays both ways. And then this happens and you're like, okay, well, um, who's our next guy? Cause <laughs> I, I don't know who comes up after this. Like, because when you're the face of the league, outside of Kobe Bryant, there hasn't been a star that's had like 
off the court issues where you can just carry your play onto the court just outweighs what you've done off the court. Uh, Kobe even had some rough years there. He wasn't even the face of the league. I would argue, like I would say that the league was trying to push all of the Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony propaganda that they could during that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until Kobe kind of figured it out post Shaq years. He, he's then he gets Pau Gasol and all of a sudden it's over. And then it was Kobe's league for a few years with the LeBron one, a one B. But now I, after this with Anthony Edwards, I, I don't know where you go. I don't know where you look. Cause Steph Curry's not going to last forever. LeBron James probably has three, four, possibly even five more years left at the way he's playing right now. He still looks like young yeah. LeBron James. He looks fast. He looks good on defense when he wants to play defense. So I don't know where you go with the face of the league. We talked about it in an earlier episode, probably last month, Anthony Edwards face of the league. And just like uh, a John Morant Instagram live, that one was shot down pretty quickly. <laughs> there it is. There's there the clip, baby. <laughs> there it is. I, I think I think it's I think honestly this John Morant stuff that we've seen this past these past couple months it, it's child's play in comparison to what how bad that a lot of players have been acting off the court. Uh, when I think of the uh, IG live stuff showing guns, of course, it's not it's not a good look. No. But you never know; it could have been they they could have been legal guns. They could, you know I, I get that he's a face of the league, but you know legality wise, no, know, yeah, was it enough to get a twenty five game suspension? I don't know. Is Anthony Edwards going to get suspended? Probably not. Is Josh Giddy going to get suspended? Not until we know more, right? The, these stars, quote unquote, um, have have left this league in such shambles uh, with what they've been doing off the court. And it just, like I said, it makes me feel better knowing that John Morant did did only he only showed a gun. Like it's cool, it's fine. And maybe he did a couple other off the court things. It's fine, right? I don't know. I I think I think that John Morant will be fine in regards to not just his play, not just his off-the-court stuff, but him as a whole, his team as a whole. Um, and it, like I said, th- this just made me like him even more because of all of the issues that all of these other people are facing off of the court. It made it look like nothing in, like, in comparison. I don't know. I don't know. Adam Silver's in his office like every morning now just face-palming it. It's just like a- another yep. one, yep. like Josh Giddy. I mean, he already dealt with Ja Morant all of last season and then into this season. I mean, Ja hasn't done anything since the last incident, but the suspension carries over. So it was a it was a topic for ESPN talking heads and whoever else talks about the NBA. Everyone's talking about Ja Morant all season for 25 games and Ja Morant hadn't even played a minute. Now you got Anthony Edwards. The Josh Giddy situation is just it's not ideal if you're Adam Silver or the any NBA executive like you're just like, ah. We got a TV deal coming up pretty soon here next year, year after, whatever it, whatever it is. A lot of money on the table. You could lose hundreds of millions of dollars if this just exactly. keeps happening. So I, exactly. I don't know what they do. And maybe that's why Mark Cuban ended up selling. Maybe he's just like, ah, yeah, but, I don't know. No, the question is like, what do, what would David Stern do here? I mean, would he just exile all these players, like send them, send them to Russia, send them to Europe? Like the, imagine David Stern having to deal with the modern NBA. The law and order. Oh my God! You said exile. Dictator. You said exile. I'm thinking of another another word that starts with E and X, and it's not exile. I think that's where David Stern would go. (laughs) Publicly, publicly too. Yeah, no, this shit would not be happening under David Stern. No one would find out. No, nothing would leak. Yes, yes. Michael Jordan. I mean, if we want to talk about hiding things, Michael Jordan disappeared from the league for a year and a half, two years. 
These are all conspiracies. Conspiracies, but he didn't play basketball for two and a half years. Yes. And I don't yes. think it's because he wasn't, or he just wanted to go play baseball. I don't think that's what it was. In 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 his prime, or you like at the end of his prime, or come on, he had on. just won three back to back to back titles, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna call it a. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. calling it a day. And when no, John Elway no. did it, everyone's like, yeah, you did it right. Back-to-back titles, you end your career, you walk off into the sunset. That was the end of his career. Jordan obviously played five more, six yeah. more seasons after that, and then came back another year and a half later and played for the Wizards. Like, he had plenty of basketball oh, left in him. I think he averaged like 25 or 26 with the Wizards, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Still had buckets to give. So, yeah. Not great efficiency, might I add. No, no, but he was but, still putting the buckets up. I'd call that the D'Angelo yeah, exactly. Russell experience. <laughs> when, yeah, when they when they were going in, they were going yeah. in. <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and talk about John Morant. John Morant, welcome back. Uh, suspension of 25 games is over. He scored 34 points Salute. in his uh, first game back from suspension where they went down 20 pretty early. I was looking at the box score. I wasn't able to watch the game, but they were down 20 kind of early in the game, first half, and I was like, all right, Memphis – they're done. They're dead. One game with John Morant, and it's done. It's over. I'm good. And all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, I look at the box score again. It's a five-point game. I'm like, all right, okay, that's not good. Don't like that. Don't oh. like that. And then, obviously, the floater to win. And the direct quote on the post-game interview on the court was, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Um, John Morant has not learned a single thing while being <laughs> just not being on the court. Like he didn't go to any of those classes or if he did, he didn't take notes. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. John Morant's back and it is good for the younger generation to have the, the super athletic kid. Like we had Russell Westbrook in our, our teens and preteen years. And we got to experience the crazy athletic and the crazy plays that you can do in the paint, the paint, uh, all the dunks, all the no. all Derek the Rose, Derek Rose. Don't, don't forget Derek Rose. I'm going to forget. Derek Rose because he took an MVP away from LeBron and I will never forgive him. Uh, I'll never forgive him okay. for that. So, okay. Respect. But yeah, John Morant's back and uh, it appears that the Grizzlies might be back as well. I think they'll be fine. I think that there's a, there's something to be learned about John Morant being out for this long and seeing how bad that roster was. Uh, like we talked about it, there's way too much slick back hair on that court. It was all G leaguers. It felt like, mm-hmm. uh, but it's good to know that Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain are still hooping. Uh, of course, it, it's under different circumstances. You know, uh, Triple J scored. I think it was 44 against my Rockets the other night. Yeah, uh, in a in a loss, might I add. But um, the uh, Desmond Bain, Triple J, John Morant. Like, I hate to say, I hate to say a new big three, but because they'd have to have a lot more pieces on that squad right. in order for it to work. But a mid three? Well, when you look you tell me. You look at it, Desmond Bain can be an all-star. I don't know if he has been to the all-star game. I don't think he's been in the all-star game. No, but like, no, not yet. Could be in the near future. Maybe not this year, but in the years coming. Right. Triple J won a defensive player of the year, and John Morant is a MVP candidate if he is able to play a majority of 82 games. He's able to carry that right. game, the team to a top three Western Conference record into the playoffs. So you could call that a big three. I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Like you definitely have a big two because you have a defensive player of the year and an MVP candidate. Desmond Bain is obviously exactly. the question mark there. Can he rise up to the occasion? Can he be the Chris Bosh? Can he be the Clay Thompson or Draymond Green? Like the third or fourth guy on the team right. where he's making an all-star game because he's better due to the other players on his team. But yeah, the Grizzlies... I, I didn't want them to be in any conversation come March, 
when we're looking at records and everything. But uh, if they're going to play like they did last night and come back from games when they're down 20 and John Morant just scoring 34 and I don't know, he had eight assists maybe and six rebounds or something like that. So he had a stellar game, first game off of a suspension where we talked about a preseason. How is John Morant going to come back? Is he going to be good or is he going to have some rust to shake off? And in basketball, more often than not, you can shake off the rust pretty quick. He didn't have any. No rust. No rust. He was good. Yeah, he adjusted the game tempo well. I mean, just seeing him still be able to run that fast, not that he wouldn't be able to because he's still clearly about to be in his prime, but just seeing it again, oh, my God, like crazy, crazy visual, like I always say, just see, just seeing it, you know, really in person again for the first time since, what, April, May? Yeah. It, we haven't seen John Morant play a game of basketball in like eight months. No, it's been, and been a while. it just felt, it felt so nice more than anything else. Yeah. And I have so much of an agenda to spread this this season. The Grizzlies are my team outside of the Rockets, at least for this year. I usually like to pick a one West, one East team. Uh, I used to always like the Raptors, uh, but then they won that title, and I was like, okay, I, I want to pick like a young team. So last, my team last year was the Kings. This year it's going to be the Grizzlies. They have a lot of ground to make up, but it it, it could happen. It could happen. Like, forty five wins. Forty five wins. I'm manifesting it. It's a tough West, and they could definitely do it. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening over the next couple of weeks. So we're heading into Christmas. So Christmas is Monday. Monday, actually. So hopefully yeah. uh, we can yeah. record an episode yeah. Saturday or something like that, do a little preview for yeah. Christmas Day, and have that released on Monday for you guys and viewers and listeners. So hit that subscribe button on any platform that you use podcasts or hit that subscribe button on Apollo HOU YouTube. Hit the notification button. We'll be up. We'll, we'll have an episode ready for you Christmas morning. After you open your presents, before the first game tips off at 11 or 12 Central, get that podcast in. But absolutely, we're going to move into the second segment here. If you're wanting to sponsor this segment, we're going to start doing this on Wednesdays. So every time we record on Wednesdays, it's Wednesday, December 20th, and we're recording this right now. We're going to do player A or player B. Name that Pokemon. Which player would you rather have? So we're going to put a graphic on the screen now. Which player would you rather have? Player A. This is... These are averages, so 27 points per game, 9 rebounds per game, 4 assists, 48 field goal percentage, 35 from 3, 79 free throw, 60 true shooting. Good numbers. That's a great player, 27, 9, and 4. Like, you're taking that all day long. That's an all-star. That's a potential all-NBA player. Player B, 24 points per game, 6 rebounds per game, 6 assists, 55 field goal percentage, 42 from 3, 89 Ooh. from free throw and a 71 true percentage shooting. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'll sacrifice the three points any day with the, with those, with those percentages, those, those amount of efficient of, of efficiency. Oh my God. Yes. Give me player B. So player B seven more on the field goal percentage, seven more on three point and 10 more on free throw and 11 more on true shooting. Uh, the, the the numbers are a little off, 27 versus 24 points per game. You're, you're sacrificing three points, but you gain two assists, so you're making that bucket and then some back. Uh, you, you want me to tell you who the players are? Absolutely. All right. uh, player A, Jason Tatum. Not bad. You're looking at that, and you're like, right. okay. 35 from three is a little low, but we can take it. 79 from free throw, a little low, but we'll take it. The numbers are great. Player B is uh, Luka Doncic in the last eight games in the first half. Those are his first half averages. <laughs> that triple-double just sealed it for you. I'm so glad that you brought this up. Uh, he he is on another planet right now. 
and and he and he's going to do this for the rest of his career damn near i mean it it feels like we we talked about this we talked about luca for at least 7 minutes last show yep. but he is a, as efficient as efficient can be and i'm really again i'm really glad you brought this up because just in a first are you get 20 to 24 minutes a game and he can do this yeah. Like how how long is this going to keep up? Are we serious right now? Because last season, when you look he, at these, he's fifth in MVP odds. Last season, he's fifth. playing a minimum of twenty minutes in the first half. This season, I during the last eight game stretch, I think he's around that eighteen to twenty two minute mark in the first half due to all of the injuries that have happened. So, but he's not playing the first full first quarter anymore. He comes out around six minutes in, eight minutes in, takes a rest, comes back in at the beginning of the second, takes a break, and then comes back in for the end. This is insane. He has better numbers than Jason Tatum for the entire season in the last eight games in the first half. Different. Just different. First half. So if you'd like to sponsor that segment, player A or player B, we'll come up with a good name here in the next coming weeks. We'll record these on Wednesday. So if y'all have suggestions and you have player A or player B for us, uh, hit our DMs on Twitter or Instagram, and uh, we'll, we'll keep this going. But I, I just – it's alarming that his first half numbers yeah. – I mean, he has 11 straight games with 30 points. It's the second time he's done that with the Mavericks. He's done it more times than Dirk Nowitzki, I think, by like twice. I think Dirk only had one run like wow. that. I think Luca has wow. two now. Uh, he's at 11 games in a row with 30-plus points. He, he's almost Incredible. averaging a triple-double for the season. Yeah, he's carrying the Mavericks to the three or four seed right now in the West. And without him, they're a, a lottery team, and they're giving their pick up to the, the Knicks this year. So, exactly. Yeah, without Luca, the Mavericks are dead. Uh Derek Lively, I will give you both of my ankles, and hopefully that can turn into one good ankle because, <laughs> truth be told, I don't have good ankles either. I've rolled them a lot in the last few years. So not, not ideal, to say the least. Josh, the uh, Detroit Pistons, we have to talk about it. We, we haven't talked about it for a few weeks. Uh, it's just only gotten worse. Monty Williams got, what, a 10-year, $100 million deal to be the head coach of the Detroit Pistons for insanely, insanely overpaid for some godforsaken reason. I, I don't know how it happens. They have 14,000 power forwards on the, on the roster. Cade Cunningham is good. Killian Hayes is good. Uh, mm, interesting. Maybe probably not. No, 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 no. Just, just the Killian Hayes lore over the past two years has just been hilarious. Just everyone, like, everyone never hates gets a chance. He's been, he's been fine. He's fine. He's been fine this year. Uh, yeah. We talked about it off air. Osar Thompson. So the other Thompson twin, you're a Houston Rockets fan. So you have Amen Thompson. Uh, Osar is shooting 15% from three is what you said. Uh, not good. Yes, uh, 15. And that's not on Osar. I'm going to blame everything on the Pistons organization. I'm going to build it on whoever built that roster. I'm going to blame it on Monty Williams. Uh, Marvin Bagley is still on the team. Uh, who's James Wiseman is on the team. Uh, haven't seen him in weeks. He doesn't <laughs> play basketball for the Detroit Pistons, and he's on the roster. Yeah, uh, They're 2-25, yeah. and 25, and it's December 20th when we're recording. And they started the season 2-1. and one. Yeah. Might it's, I it's not good <laughs> by any means. Is this the worst <laughs> basketball team that you've seen in – recent um, memory outside of like yeah, the I mean, 76ers it, process. Yeah, I was just going to say the only thing you can really compare it to is the process. Um it was kind of sad cuz I didn't really watch the NBA that much during that lockout season. Uh my my I was 10 years old, 11 years old. My dad was protesting it in a way. So, 
NBA was not NBA was not allowed in that household on on Mondays and Thursdays okay. and every other weekend. <laughs> but but I will say this is probably the worst team I've seen in at least five years. I there, again, there's nothing to compare it to. I I have a very big problem with whoever's putting Jaden Ivey in as the eighth to eleventh man on that team when he should be starting every game, especially when at this point you have nothing to lose if you're Detroit. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And- this, it, it, watching them just pisses me off because they're not losing games by 30 every night. They're losing games by 10, 15, maybe 20. Yeah. And it's, and it's, they're consistently in these games, but they just fumble every time. Like it, it, they're infuriating. And I, and I told you um, about a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, I've seen like four, five Detroit games on League I Pass this year. I can't believe that you've been doing that. <laughs> and I'm a sicko. I'm a real sicko for shit basketball. And I really think that Detroit just has it this year. I, are they going to get 10 wins? They're on pace. What's happening? They're on pace for six wins. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is ugly. Yeah. So they played 27, 27 times 3, 81. So you could yeah. give them another win there. They're on pace for six or seven wins uh, on the season. What was the 76ers? Did they win 12 that year? I think they got 12. Yeah, 12 and 70, I think <laughs> it was. <laughs> disgusting. Uh, he fucking you. It, it's just a shame that the Pistons have had all of these top picks, and then they keep trading for past lottery picks, get them on the roster, and then they're still not good because Marvin Bagley was could have been fine if he just wasn't drafted ahead of Luca. You know, when yep. you do that, yep. you've you've entirely messed up. Uh, exactly, Josh Jackson Josh too. Jackson. Can't oh forget. God, it, it's just yep. if you're a Pistons fan, I'm sorry. I don't know how you're watching any of these games. And as Houston Astros fans here, uh, we've experienced this. We we went through. 40 30 51 seasons for three in a row like we lost 100 games a year yep it's uh it's not fun and you don't watch it primarily like it and if you do watch every game uh you deserve a lifetime contract you deserve season tickets for the rest of your life exactly. you deserve to be paid to go to those games for season tickets for the rest of your life yep Yep. Uh, emotional damage should be paid for by the detroit pistons yep. if you need to go to your therapist to talk about pistons basketball you should get that comped by the Detroit Pistons. I the product <laughs> is awful. I'm also a Miami Dolphins fan. We went 1 and 15 one year. 1 and 15. That's oh. not acceptable. And mm-hmm. the that it just it's baffling. I can't imagine being a sports fan of a team that bad cuz there's 82 that games. consistently loses. At least yep. in the NFL there's 16, 17 now. Like you can you can get through 4 months and you're like, "All right, it's over. I don't have to watch it anymore. I can go watch the good teams in prime time, whatever. The Pistons, 82 times. We've only played 27. Yeah. We're a third of the way in. This is bad. This is real bad. I, um, my, fav- my favorite tweet that has probably come out this entire season was uh, an Instagram model or so- someone who was very attractive. They were, at, they were courtside at a Hawks yes. game, right? They're they're courtside at a Hawks game, and uh, she put a little video up, you know, uh, of who they were playing, Mm -hmm. and it was the Pistons. Uh, It was Hawks versus Pistons, and the quote tweet, (laughs) the quote, the quote tweet said, "The the man is spending his money smart. He is buying courtside seats to a Pistons game." And I think that 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 just sums it up perfectly. Um, I I really do wonder how much those seats were because it was in Atlanta after all, but just seeing them happen to be playing the Pistons that night. You can't make it up. Perfect, perfect, tw- perfect tweet. Yeah. So for reference, I went to Brooklyn. I was in New York uh, for spring break in 2019. So that that fun Brooklyn Nets team with D'Angelo Russell on their yeah. celebration, the bench mob, and all that. 
that was a fun Nets team, and they made the playoffs. Like, they weren't a bad team by any means. They were above 500 the whole year. They won 43, 44, 45 games. Like, yeah. a decent team and a fun team to watch. I remember looking at tickets because we were in New York City. I'd already gone to the Knicks game. I went to a New York Rangers game. I was like, let's go to a Brooklyn Nets game. Let's just check another arena off the list, go to Brooklyn, take the train over. Uh, I, I, was, I looked at courtside just for fun because – I knew we weren't going to spend the money to go there. We'll, we'll get fine seats and see the arena, whatever. It was $400 for courtside at that team. That's not terrible. Not, no, that's like that's not incredibly terrible. cheap for a ticket yeah. for courtside in an NBA game. Yeah. I can't imagine wow. how low those, <laughs> that ticket was for the Hawks oh and Pistons. My God. Oh, my God. Like it, it couldn't have been more than $250. Bucks. Like, I know. I know. The OKC, uh, when, when they were really, really bad these past couple of years, there was because I, I was listening to macro dosing Barstool Pod, uh, and they all wanted to go to OKC to sit courtside. No, couldn't even tell you why. But tickets were like 180 for hardwood courtside seats, like legitimately 180. And I don't think we'll ever see anything like that ever again. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go, did you end up listening to the Bill Simmons and uh, Ryan Russillo trade special? I yeah. Yes. I listened to it as I was falling asleep last yeah. night. It was a perfect lullaby. Yeah. Perfect lullaby. So, uh, Bill Simmons guy, you're a Ryan Rosillo guy. We had the, the mashup yep. of the century. It'll be back here in a, a few weeks, uh, post football season. Then we'll start getting that every Monday, I think. But um, sound the alarms. Like we had the podcast. I sent the youth screenshot. I was like, here we go. The Joker gif. Like <laughs> it was great. We were so excited. Uh, what do you think about DeJounte Murray being on the Houston Rockets? Oh, I've never even <laughs> fathomed the thought. I don't know who we would give up. So uh, those yeah, those fake trade talks were, were really weird. I don't, didn't I don't, make it. I don't ever see that happening. No, they they traded Jalen Green and some picks, like the Brooklyn pick and yeah, one other piece. I'm, I can't remember what it was. And for Dejounte Murray, good. Uh, no, that sounds terrible for the Houston Rockets. I'm good. Thank you though. Appreciate yeah, it. Jalen Green just does <laughs> the same thing as Dejounte Murray at a better, like more yeah. exciting rate, I guess. Like Dejounte yeah. doesn't do anything and, and, for you. Yeah, and I say these. I say this. I've said this on my blog, but I think that the only viable Jalen Green trade, and let me get into Houston talk for a minute. We'll, we'll drop it. But um, I think the Jalen Green, the only Jalen, the only way to end the Jalen Green experience is trading him for Donovan Mitchell with like five picks and and a, maybe another player, Jock Landell or something mm -hmm. like that. That is the only possible way. The only the the only way that would make me not want to. Gouge my eyes out. I mean, what are we? What are we talking about here? Like, I've seen some really bad trade ideas on Twitter, but Donovan Mitchell, a disgruntled superstar for a potential rising star that has clearly not made things work this season, it's a recipe for success. Not maybe not for Cleveland, but for us. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I think those five picks might, might, yeah, might just make itself work maybe. out. But that's a long shot. Long Donovan shot. Donovan Mitchell sure. ends up a Nick or a Miami Heat. That's where I'm at. Like, if he's going anywhere, those yeah. places, because Darius Garland exactly. is out with a broken jaw. I don't remember what the timetable, I think it's eight plus weeks. And then Evan Ooh. Mobley is also out eight to 10 weeks with uh, another injury. So they're pretty much dead. Uh, Donovan Mitchell isn't going to be able to carry your team to the promised land by himself. Uh, exactly. Cleveland was a fun story last year, but I, I think the show's over and Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is going to be gone, whether you trade him or he leaves in free agency. So, yep. If you can convince him to stay an extra year, then good for you, Cleveland. But I don't exactly. see it happening. Yeah, he's got to go. I feel bad for him at this point. And he seemed excited going to Cleveland because he was like, because yeah. I remember the him doing an interview afterwards, and he was like, I was on the golf course. Agent called me. 
got traded to Cleveland. He said, let's go, but who'd they trade? Did they keep Garland and Mobley and who and Jared Allen? And he's like, kept them all. And he's like, let's go. We're excited. And uh, it hadn't worked out. Got trounced yeah. by the cat or the Knicks. So yeah. not great. Colin Sexton, uh, he went to Bama, he's right? Bama boy. Yeah, young boy. Yeah, yeah. Bama, Bama, big Bama yeah. guy. Um, I think he's averaging yeah, shout, shout 27 out. as a starter this year. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I've been to Salt Lake, and it's cool on the surface if you go there for like a week because you're like, oh, nature, you can yeah. be outside and whatnot. Living there, I get why Donovan Mitchell was so was so excited to even go to Cleveland of all places. Like, what are we yeah, talking his, about here? Cleveland is miles ahead. His dad was a New York Met, so he like grew up in Queens, like in yeah. the biggest city in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, count me in for that kind of stuff. And then he's got to go to – Utah and now Cleveland. Oh, poor guy, yeah. poor guy. And he and he and he's and he's pushing thirty two. I feel bad. Yeah. And he needs he needs he needs a good landing spot. I think New York would be perfect for him. Him and Brunson. Oh my god. Yeah. And I please I think, please sign me up because that's an RJ Barrett trade. RJ Barrett goes in that trade. Yeah. And you you sacrifice yep. defense for more scoring, which the Knicks sometimes need, and sometimes RJ gives it to him. But Donovan Mitchell ups that ceiling on the scoring front, and Tom Thibodeau. And the rest of the team can figure out the defense because uh, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson are, is not like your all defensive kind of team. You're not going to like like that all the time. And then if you add Donovan <laughs> Mitchell into that, you're like, OK, well, like Mitchell Robinson, when he plays, that's that's one defender. Who's the other guy? Exactly. Mitchell Robinson is very fun basketball. Might yeah, I add get healthy, get healthy, Mitch. We, yep. we miss you uh, yep. recover from that surgery. But. Yeah, it's been an interesting week in the NBA, off the court and yeah. on the court. So we're heading into Christmas. So we'll get a Christmas episode out uh, for you on Christmas Day. We'll, we'll record it pre-hand. We'll just preview the the Christmas Day games. We'll just do that. Yeah, we'll run that yeah. off the rock. Yeah, right Perfect. off the top, and uh, and we'll be wrong nine times yeah, out of ten. Absolutely. And the Mavs are going to beat the Suns, and it's going to be great. Uh, yeah, zero gravity twice a week. Hit that subscribe button. Go check out. Zing Zings, Plays and Bloody Mary Mix, and the Celebrity Mint at CelebrityMint.com. In the description, there are links to lots of products. Shout out to them for sponsoring this episode. Basketball's been fun. It's, uh, it's, it's about to be really basketball season post-Christmas. That's when it starts to kick on. Like Christmas Day, oh, we yeah. have five basketball games, and then the rest of the season is pretty much basketball. It is, it's yeah. all that's going to be being played all the time. That's it. That's it. And we're with it. So this has been Zero Gravity, Paul Media's NBA podcast. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. And we'll see you in the next episode.